Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Modern Day Wizards. I'm Callan, and today I'm joined again by Joe Bandel, the last Rosicrucian. So we had a really good conversation, I think, several months ago, maybe even a year ago. And uh, I've actually had some people request you come back on, and I've been wanting to talk to you. So uh, thanks for coming. Well, that's great, Callan. So would you the, like? yeah, go uh, ahead. the main topics... Uh, are basically in your early videos on YouTube, you talk about souls. And that's kind of the thing that I'm primarily interested in getting your thoughts on. Uh, kind of in more depth, because back then you were limited to making kind of like like 12-minute videos or something like that. So it always felt like you got cut off before you really dove in there. Uh, so this is hopefully us diving in. Uh, but first, before we talk about souls, I want to kind of understand what your understanding of God is. So I don't know if you, I can give you a, like a little primer into that, some various thoughts, or if you just want to go for it and oh, say, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just dive in. Cool. Um, when you think of, when you think of God, uh, the easiest way of thinking of God is God's beyond human comprehension. Okay. So it's a total waste of time and energy to go there. In in other words, God exists, but being so far beyond human comprehension, uh-huh. it's it's just going to uh, be an energy suck. So I can see two ways of interpreting that because there's things which are beyond human interpretation and will always be beyond it. But they can be because they're just too complex or right. outside of the scope or something which is sort of pre-being, right? So it's, it could never be accessed by the human right. mind. And that's, so that's kind of what I'm saying. We, we just can't access it. But what we can do when you think in terms of a first cause, we can think of the photon, uh-huh. The photon and its reciprocal, the electron, whatever, which uh-huh. can get into a topic on its own. Yeah, so the proton basically, like the male and the electron like the female. I don't know if you would see it that way, but that's how I would see right, it. Right, right, yes. The outward pulse would be of the photon going out would be a male movement. Uh-huh. The inward the inward movement that's more electrical would, would belong to the female, and it's a vibratory motion in and out that way uh-huh. but that that's that's not god because you were asking about god but that's yeah. the first uh thing worth talking about i guess it's the first creation of god is how god creates the first expression yes yeah so isn't that just by itself sort of the we can't grasp god but the fact that there is a manifestation and this manifestation is like made up in a way so that they're like opposites opposites of each other and then they can merge back together and when they merge back together it's like they go back to the god form in a way except that that you know talking about the trinity here male male female and creation you know from the male and the female Mm -hmm. joining it seems like you know just the fact that we can see the masculine and feminine and we can see that it's like plus and minus and coming together is zero, yet that's a point of creation, is like proof of God. 
Right. Well, it's the closest we can we can come to it. Mm-hmm. But when and when you're thinking in terms of the Trinity or whatever, you have okay vibratory motion. But vibratory motion, you have the outward expansion and the inward movement. The whole cycle is a unity. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a trinity in in a sense. It's a trinity in one sense. It is in one sense. It isn't. Kind of follow me there, right? They can be seen as separate, but at the same time, you're kind of just fooling yourself there because they're totally dependent on each other and, and right. caught up in each other. In that, that is vibratory motion. And mm-hmm. that is what. And that is when everybody considers the soul or the core of the soul is a divine spark of light. Okay. That, that, can, so that can be what they're talking about. So let's talk about that first, because I mean, it's kind of a fractal universe in my mind. So you can have the first soul being created, the first like prototype, you know, the first thing that came to God's mind. And, and then there's different instances of it. You might have a galaxy, then you have a solar system, then you have a planet, and then you have a human, and then you have a, you know, it's just like at all of these levels, it's like another representation of that original soul idea. But I want to understand, like, the coreness of what soul is. Like, does the soul, the first soul that God ever sold, does it, does it feel like anything to be this soul? What is the experience of that soul? Well, the, the there's an you're getting into the concept of awareness, well, being you know, right, and being and what is awareness, and actually, we're trying to define something in terms that we understand, but a photon has an awareness of a photon. Uh huh. So it's it or, has beingness to it. It ha- yeah, it, it has a certain element of uh, identity or, or that it, it acts a certain way in the same way that a, a cell acts a certain way or that an element acts yeah. a certain way. Uh-huh. And you can call that an intelligence or not. I, I mean, who knows? And what, but probably... If you wanted to get into the God concept a little further, this sure, is gonna sure. this is gonna get kind of I don't want to say sticky, but let's follow the evolutionary process a little bit. Let's do it. Okay, you have the photon expanding outward, and then then can an I, inward. Can, mo- can, can I pause you for a second? Because I have a very I think I have may have a different understanding of a, a proton than you do, but I want to explain it because I think maybe actually we don't have a different one. So, like, uh, it was reproved through science that we can, if you get uh, energy up to a certain point, you create a photon, and that's basically the first, that's the first matter version of energy. And all other elements are basically the, the proton. But, you know, that's, I don't know, it's, it's just really just energy at a certain octave, like a certain musical octave. So are you are you really focused on the proton, or are you just using it as an example, or is there something more fundamental than a proton, which we could talk about? Further? We're talking about more fundamental, which the photon being light itself is vibratory motion. Okay. Okay. 
the next evolution of that, if you will, happens with rotating. What you do is you rotate that and you create a spiral. Okay. So you okay. so you have an outward moving expanding spiral. Mm-hmm. And then you have an inward rotating magnetic spiral, which okay. is the electromagnetic spectrum. Okay. okay. Yep. The next octave or evolutionary quantum leap of that is where they join together to actually form a, a solid sphere. Okay, that makes which sense. Is, which is, it has a north magnetic pole and a south magnetic pole, and they unite as the first trinity. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you see that everywhere, you know. You see the magnetic that magnetic field looks like that at the center of a human being's heart, at the center of a, of a galaxy. The magnetic field has the same makeup, basically. Right. And that is the concept of zero-point energy. Mm. And it's also, if you get into it, it's the concept of the throne of God, which is the photon, which nobody can see, and actually the rotating magnetic field energy that surrounds it, and then the unity of it all, mm-hmm. which actually in the cabalistic or Kabbalah or whatever, you're going to have the first three uh, Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. But then, so you, you're you describing the Trinity as the masculine, the feminine, and the, the they joining each of are, the two, and then I would put, but you see... Is the fact that there's that seems to always be a creation point, right? That's how we make babies, you know, that, that, that kind of situation. Is that fundamental to that third point, or is it just like an aspect of it that's usually there, not always there? We'll get to that. Okay. You got you to hold that, because the way that I've got to bring this through is to first tell the... Uh, Share, share the, the creation of the first element, if you will, okay. the first atom, okay? Yep. And from that point on, everything splits, if you will, but we're going to get it. It splits into a, a space-time universe and a time-space universe, which are like the astral world and the physical world, but we're not going to worry about that right now. It gets too, a little too complex. Okay. What I'm, what I'm just saying is each element is an addition of an electron, a proton, and a neutron, right? Yes. And that happens, that's, the process, that's an evolutionary process. And it goes through, there are seven rings in an atom, seven possible rings. The valence cell. The first ring is two electrons. The second ring is eight. And the third ring is eight. And the fourth ring is 18. And the fifth ring is 18. And the sixth ring is 32. And the seventh ring is 32. Mm-hmm. And each one of those creates a... When, those, when a ring is solidly completed... In the astral world, that creates an astral body, if you will. And in the physical world, isn't that like a, uh, like, um, what about the A noble helium? gas. Yeah, a noble gas. So a interesting. Noble gas. 
Right. It's, it's a, a noble gas. Uh, but it's stable because that ring has a full electron ring, and you can call each electron ring an awareness point. Okay. Okay, so so the the first, the innermost electron ring has two electrons mm-hmm. or two awareness points, and that would be black and white. That's archetypal energy or archetypal awareness. Mm-hmm. It, that's just the simplest intuitive awareness that there is. Yeah, the first duality. The first duality. And and from there you go you go down uh the second is eight and that's going to be abstract that's going to be abstract mental energies, which is your creative philosophical ability. Yep. The third ring, as we're continuing down, is going to be our awareness of our physical world, what we would call physical world. It's sensory aware. Well, you could say, yeah, sensor. Yeah, well, it's it's our awareness of our world. Okay. It's still mental, and it's got eight because we think of the we perceive the world through our senses, and we say we have five senses, but we could probably come up with eight of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that covers the two, the the second and the third ring of the electron in a way, and and we go to the fourth one, which has eighteen. That's uh, emotions, upper emotions, and the emotions are richer because there's more awareness points to them. Yeah, it's like we're moving from atoms to uh, micro microbes to animals to humans as we're like. Well, this is like mental energy, and it's moving into emotional energy. Mm-hmm. And it's richer because it's more, it's deeper, but there, and there's more of it. Okay, well, the next stage, the next level, also has the 18, but that's, that's going to be your lower emotional level. And each one of these would be representative of a chakra. And what would you mean, what is lower as compared to the previous the previous shell? You said lower emotional, and the previous shell was kind of emotional too, wasn't it? Upper emotional, it was, was like the heart. Okay. Lower emotional would be like the solar plexus. Gotcha. Okay. And then you go, you jump again to the sixth, the sixth possible ring of the electrons and that's going to be 32 awareness points and that's our physical sensations that's mm-hmm. how we experience physicality gotcha okay but it also can be represented by what they call the immortal physical body which would be that uh I forget which one it is radon I think maybe the the noble gas at the sixth Electron ring? I'm not sure. I'd have to, I'd have to look, but that's the richness of physical life. Okay, mm-hmm. and the outermost, the outermost, the seventh electron ring is going to be the etheric, and that's the etheric body that actually lies beneath what we consider the physical body. Gotcha. Okay. So we're following the photon as it 
in an evolutionary progression down through these stages, right? Uh-huh. Because hydrogen, hydrogen becomes helium, becomes lithium, and it, it ages that way. Okay. Okay. But it gets to the stage of the last, the very last possible element, the 118th element, which is organicin. And it can't go any further. What happens then? Well, I'm going to assume, I don't know, it's like, a, it's like a completion. It's like they, they left each other at the beginning and then they've, they've com- they come to balance again. In the, it's almost like the, the thing that comes to mind is zero or one equals infinity. You know, the beginning is the end. Yes, in a, in a, in a way, but this, and this is, this is what's interesting because organicin or any of those Nobel gases, you can't touch them, you can't feel them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're almost like nothing, they're, but they're they totally exist. in balance, right? The, the masculine and the feminine are, have completed themselves and it, it's such a strong bond that nothing, it doesn't want anything from outside and nothing from outside has anything to offer it. So let's, the way that I understand it is that all of these, and there's still, there's continuously new photons coming into our universe, okay? Yep. And they're continuously aging. While these old ones that have been organicin, if you will, what they've done is created an ocean, an entire ocean of, this element, this final element that we can call the womb of creation. Mm-hmm. It's the it's not empty space. What we consider empty space is actually this element organicin. And it's like the most massive thing in the universe. It's like the most massive thing in the universe on which all of our physical reality and all the realities exist because it exists within that. Because every single element exists within that atom of organism. Mm-hmm. So we can call the empty. So it's not. I, I don't think of that as empty space out there. Okay, it's it's completed space. It's. It's actually the sea or the ocean, the womb of creation from which everything arises, from which compounds arise, from which life arises. So you can kind of forget for a while about life arising from the photon, and you can begin to think of life arising from this womb of creation of this organism type of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're kind of following how, how that comes about. So it, what, go ahead. Well, are, are you saying that actually the feminine existed prior to the masculine? No, because it's all happened. We start with the photon, which actually the expansion comes before the inward movement, right? Uh-huh. Um, and... When we get into where it starts splitting into physicality, 
it splits into a, a physicality and it splits into an astral portion depending on whether it's in a space-time universe or a time-space universe. Mm-hmm. And the, Whoa. <laughs> the space-time universe, which is three-dimensional, we call that our physical universe, and that's going to be feminine. Okay. And, and gravity attracts matter, physical matter together, right? Well, the reciprocal of that is going to be the time-space, which is three dimensions of time and space, and that's a reciprocal of the other, and that's going to be your astral worlds, and events are going to gravitate together. Okay, so the astral is the masculine. Now, now, when I'm thinking about the foundation of reality, the first thing I have to come to is that the, the only thing that's obvious is that there is being. There is, an, there is something happening. There is an experience of something happening. And that, you know, anything that happens anywhere in the universe, no matter what it is, is whatever that is, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what is that in terms of this model? Because is, is that the masculine? Is that the feminine? Or is that the, the merging of the two? Well, everything that is in existence is going to be the balance. If it exists, it's in balance, whether we perceive that balance or not. Okay, and by exist, I don't mean like the idea of a chair. I mean the actual touching of a chair. Well, I mean, you're getting into you're getting into because of the vibratory aspects of of things. Things are blinking on and off all the time. It's kind of well. I, anyway. I don't mean to go there. I just mean like there is an experience happening. Just that, as opposed to there is no experience, because also something I I notice about experience is I can notice all experience comes from nowhere. Well, experience, experience is to me anyway. Experience mm-hmm. is a verb. It comes from interaction. But and I mean we, the actual beingness, right? I don't know whether there's an experiencer of it, but there is the actual being, which cannot be doubted. Right. Well the way that I would the way that I would tackle this is is to say that you're asking about what's awareness, what's consciousness. Well, I feel like those are messy words because people mean different things by them. So I just like to say being. Right. Okay. Well, and and if you take something like uh, the horned Taurus, there's there's some really fascinating videos online about the horned Taurus. But what, what we're talking about is that awareness acts like a photon. A photon expands outwardly throughout the entire universe, but it focuses on its return motion. It focuses inward, and it focuses as a particle. Mm-hmm. And beingness, if you want to call it beingness, does the same thing. There's a portion of it that expands outward throughout the universe, like a sonar signal in a submarine or something, and there's a portion of it that comes back and is the core, is mm-hmm. is the physical body. So it requires both. 
It requires a physical core. It requires a center, and it it has so it has an inwardness and it has an outwardness at the same time. So awareness is a sense of our our body, if you will, but it's also a sense of our body within our environment. Mm-hmm. Well, it, wouldn't you say that the this being is present when astral in the astral realm without a body? It can't exist. It, no, because the the way that it's set up, and I, I'm using the Dewey Larson's reciprocal systems theory of physics to, to, to how that's how I think of these things and where I get some of this information from. Awareness is going to require both representation in the astral and representation in the physical. Okay. That is why you can have an astral body that's created out of a Nobel gas, and we can call it a soul body or we can call it an astral body, but it does have the physicality of being created out of argon or radon or Mm. neon or whatever. So, so there is a being that we meet in the astral, it has some physical aspect to them, which is one of these noble gases. Yes. Okay. And it, it would be focused on as a mental energy or an emotional energy or as, as an etheric energy or however you would say it, or it could exist on several levels depending on where its awareness is. Okay. So we, we kind of, does that kind of answer to your question there? Well, which question are you asking if it answers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did that help, I guess. <laughs> uh, I feel like in my mind there's two stacks here, and in the most recent one, yes, it answers it, and I am not remembering exactly where we are in the conversation enough to answer. Okay, we were, we were talking about God right in the, begin- right. In the beginning. Yes. So yes. this, when you talk about chaos theory, you're talking about an energy system that is continually driven. There's energy being put in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that energy put, is put in and it puts in and it, it progresses in a, in a regular motion or whatever you would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Until it reaches a point where it can't go any further and it becomes chaotic. This is chaos theory. It becomes chaotic, and as you keep putting energy into it, it will at some point do a quantum leap and form a higher level, a higher energy system Mm -hmm. that once more is stable and will work. It's just kind of like, I don't know if you know music very well, but all songs have a root note, and kind of like a goal of the song is to, tell a story of how you get to the octave which is a Mm -hmm. stable like the root note is the most stable thing there could be and then the octave is also the most stable but it's higher energy so is that Mm -hmm. so it seems like that ties into the kind of fundamentalness of music to the universe and so this this chaos theory type of of things you have an energy system you keep applying energy 
and it keeps progressing. It gets chaotic, and then it does a quantum leap to where a new stability at a higher level. Well, that is your classic birth, death, rebirth experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if we get to the God concept and we're talking about new photons coming into a finite space or a finite enclosure, those new photons that are coming in are literally forcing the older ones to age, mm-hmm. to evolve. Because you got a, if you got a finite space, yep. something's got to happen. Mm-hmm. So the new stuff coming in is actually propelling the whole system. Yep, and you see that on all levels of life. You see that on all levels of life, and you see it at the atomic level. Mm-hmm. And if you take that seventh electron ring that we talked about, which is the womb of life or the cosmic womb of, uh, or whatever you want to call it like that, it's pushing life out of that. Life is being forced to evolve out of that. And awareness is being forced. In so, so here's how I understand your model. We basically have a, a, a masculine energy, which is going outward. And it is going outward into, actually, the feminine. And as it goes out into the feminine I would say it's partly drawn to the feminine, almost in kind of a sexual way, but also mm-hmm. pushed, you know, out and kind of forced into the feminine in kind of another way, another way, like a, a way of returning, right? A way, a, de- a way of death in a way. You know? Until it creates a third. Okay. Until it creates a third unity, if you will. Yeah. Okay. But at that point, it has, it has become that element again you know it it is the pure feminine is that correct yeah um and that that actually so if you if you take the that final element you can raise it up as the final conclusion of the 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 trinity the spiritual trinity Mm -hmm. and you can you can say the photon the magnetic fields and then the womb of life, the seventh, the, that atom with the seventh complete electron ring. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe anyway, that's what has been mystically, traditionally called the throne of God. Gotcha. And it's also zero point energy. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's source energy is coming through. And that every every single atom in our world, in our universe, has that energy that's coming through from the photon mm-hmm. that's driving the evolutionary aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 kind of how I'm seeing that, this. That all makes sense to me. It's like this big. Like the Trinity is, you know, it, it's, it's very much like how Christianity talks about it. You know, it's like it's, well, there's three parts to God, but they're, they're all one. You know, they, you can't have God without, 
you know, without it being this way. Is that, right. Is that, okay. And so. anything below that trinity is going to have its representation in the astral universe and it's going to have its representation in the physical universe. Gotcha. Okay. As, so, we're, as, we're, as reciprocals of each other. I, and, I, and that on the one in the physical universe, you're going to have matter that's gravitating toward each other. And in the astral universe, you're going to have events gravitating toward each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I feel like I have an understanding of your view of God, and I feel I like it very much. So, and, you know, I, you know, we probably have, I'd say, 20 minutes left or so. And I'm just talking about in terms of my personal energy for this intense of a conversation. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want to go from there and tease, you know, what is the soul? And then kind of be like, you know, next time you and I talk, I'd like to talk about, you know, different types of souls. There's the individual soul, the group soul. And you also even talk about how there's three groups of souls on this planet, the native group, the and there's two kind of non-Earth groups who came at some point. That's all really interesting. I'd really like to talk about that. I think everyone would really like to hear about that. Uh, but let's just talk about, let's define from where we are, what, now, what is the soul? The base fundamental soul. Which can develop, right? Okay, go ahead. Okay, the, the, the soul, and it, it's, it's awareness. Would you say it's being, like my, the way I use the word being? It's being as, well, you got to, I guess it's like the Rosicrucians kind of talk about how you need to have a, you need to, it's the interaction, uh, the, the interaction between the physical and the astral it's it's the movement. It's if you have a, a blank wall, if you if everything's white, there can be no beingness there. There can be no differentiation, right? Mm-hmm. What creates awareness, what creates patterns, if you will, is the background and the foreground. Yep. You have you have to have contrast. one against, you have to have the contrast, and you not only have to have the contrast, you have to have some form of motion. Yeah, and the contrast is an imbalance in energy. It's like voltage. You know, voltage is the difference in pressure between two different sides, and when they're connected and can flow, then there's a progression happening. Things are changing. It's it's ripples, and it's creating ripples, if you will. Uh, or waves or whatever, and those are creating patterns, and it's the patterns, it's the, it's the interaction between the vibrations that are what we call awareness. Gotcha. Awesome. 
I mean, that's that's the way I look. That's the way I look at it. So, are you saying that? So, there's there's a there's being itself, which itself is the that dynamic, but also there's the soul that we talk about in terms of like we as souls develop life after life and relationship after relationship. Well, Julian James has had a book out called. Uh, um, no, I'm, I'm not even... The Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind. Uh, okay. uh, consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind. And he is talking about the difference between like a animal awareness and human awareness. And he said that the human awareness or consciousness came about through the invention of reading and writing. Mm-hmm. Because with the invention of reading and writing, in order to understand what's written, you had to create an image of it in your mind. And you know, not, not only had to create an image of it in your mind, you had to create a world in your mind. So you had to, so there, that was the development of the observer self, if you will. And what we call the soul. Okay. The soul is actually the organized uh, ob- observer self. If, if there's if there's somebody that is in danger or, or near in a near death experience, they may find themselves out of their body and observing like like they're not really their body anymore. It's if their body were to die, could they remain in that state? They could. It depends on if their sense of self is strong enough to hold together or not. So you're saying that is possible. If 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 they if someone identifies with their physical body too strongly, what happens when their physical body decomposes? It's not going to hold together. If their sense of self and their sense of identity, if their sense of awareness exists as, let's say, uh, an astral body that's created out of uh, metal energy, so it's a sense of self, it's a sense of self, and it has an astral body that's of a Nobel gas, if that sense of self is strong enough to hold together, it might stay together after the death of the physical body as a mental energy that's permanently aware. And that's what we call a soul. So would you say this is actually in my body, my soul is one of the noble or a combination of noble gases? Yes. Wow, which ones? Well, it could be all of them because... Wow, you think, that's so cool. <laughs> you think about it, okay, take Oganison, which is the last one. That's not only the last one, it's invisible, it's intangible, you can't touch it, but you know what it does have? It has weight. Oh, math. It has weight. It's heavy. It's mm. the heaviest element possible. You think lead's heavy or you think gold's heavy. This last one... Even though it's a Nobel gas, it's the heaviest. Okay, what happens when the physical body dies? It loses weight. 
What's it losing? It's losing these gases. Uh-huh. And some of these gases, if that, if awareness is integrated, if awareness is tied together enough, that can hold together. So you're, you're saying that there can be different groupings of noble gases, and these noble gases can, can exist. It, maybe their networks don't even, requ- you know, only some of their aspects of themselves exist inside a specific body. I mean, do you, right. do you see that maybe up, like my highest level is like at the at the very center of the universe with where all the densest things are. And so that like my the, fo- the, the photon or the spiritual light. Uh-huh. But you have you have an abstract mental body, yeah. or potentially which is your creative imaginative self. Mm-hmm. And you have the concrete mental, which is your conscious awareness with logic and reason of, of the world. Mm-hmm. You have your upper emotional uh, body, which is the higher emotions, uh, love, patriotism, enjoyment of art, that kind of stuff. You have your lower emotional ones like uh, anger, willpower, things like that and mm-hmm. some of, and you you're going to have your physical sensations existing at, at one level your which would we we call the physic the the physical level and below that beneath that the etheric which is actually the levels of fear despair uh, ghostly type phenomenon mm-hmm. A ghost, the reason you experience fear when you're encountering a ghost or something like that is not because they're scary particularly, but because they're created out of the the energies that they're created out of have that response to it. Mm -hmm. That's that's our our awareness to them. Mm -hmm. I got to say, Joe, that... uh, this model that you have, especially this tying it like this this final little piece here of tying it to the noble gases, which is an idea I played with, but I've never really heard anyone else talk about it that way. And you know, it makes a huge amount of sense, and it basically makes a, a pretty big picture for me fall into line. And so I just wanted to say, like, to uh, what I think that. You, you, you've, you've done so much study in your life and, you know, you've thought about all these things and you've had some, some limited amount of exposure of sharing your ideas, but never have I heard you talk about things in this level of uh, detail. And I think it's, you know, it, it's really important to, that you are saying these things and expressing these things because it's not just all of the understanding that you've developed in your life is the understanding of all the people who came before you to build to build what was available to you in your life so that you could pass it on, so that you could, you know, share it, you know, especially in a time like now where, you know, a lot of people are can hear it because of the technical world and because I think people are ready to hear hear what you're saying. So I want to say thank you very much for this model of God and the soul. It's uh, totally beautiful, and I can't wait to talk about 
uh, talk about things from here. So if you want people, if people want to see, see more about what you're doing, like where do you think they should be going? Um, I have a lot of posts that I've been putting out, and they're on paganspace.org. Okay. Um, they can go there. Uh, it's on. I have some material. It's called organic Gnosticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, the thing that I'm, I guess, really saying is there. I do believe there is a scientific basis and a scientific under underpinning of a lot of these things, and it, we can use a scientific model to explain metaphysical truths. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, and that I've actually, what I've been able to do is tie this in with the periodic table of elements. Yep. And I, nobody else, to my knowledge, nobody else has ever done that. Awesome. Well, I got to say, I resonate with that hugely. Uh, I want to give you, I mean, I don't know how, I'm not very credentialed. I was never any, you know had any official you know, being part of any organization or anything like that but i've you know that makes sense to me and i, I thought there's got to be something about these noble gases and you know for me it ties really closely to magic i mean not magic to um music because that's kind of how i fundamentally see right because if you think about there's seven colors in the light spectrum mm-hmm. there's seven notes in yep. the musical scale yep. and yep. there's seven electron rings around the atom very interesting, huh? <laughs> it's not coincidence. Yep. I, I hope we get a, a chance to talk about that as well in the future. I, I hope to have uh, many more conversations with you. I know that you've recently retired, so hopefully you'll have time to to do that. Yeah, anytime. I enjoy, I enjoy some of this. And one of the big frustrations that I have when I post things is nobody comments. Very little people. <laughs> And they they don't comment because they don't have a lot of their stuff is so coming out of left field they have no uh, yeah no hear, no no handle on it basically I, I, I hear what you're saying I would say I, I basically experienced the same thing everywhere on the internet except at this point I'm on Odyssey dot com which is a video website and mm-hmm. um, I get really good interactions with with people who they would love to hear what you're talking about. Like when I, when I post this here, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. Where can I hear more of him? And if you came on and started making videos, um, also I can help you get an audience because I have a boosting channel called Modern Day Wizards where mm-hmm. when you post a video, I will occasionally boost it with a certain amount of the cryptocurrency that it runs on and that'll cause your, your video to show up for more people. And also people watch that feed just because they know it's good recommendations. So it'll, it'll well, help you meet those people. That would, that would be great because I'm limited to, I post what I think people want to hear or what they might be interested in. But mm-hmm. when somebody asks, asks questions and when you actually interact, that's when you really get things going. Yeah, totally. And that's, yeah. Yep. And that's yep. where you can you can dive into things and kind of if, if there's something that's not clear, you can ask for clarification, yep. things like that. And that's totally missing. Yep. Uh, and, you know, in text, but even just, you know, if if people I think people can continue this conversation like, hey, they could get in touch with you 
and be like, Joe, I want to talk about some of this stuff. And then you guys share that conversation like that. I feel like this is really the solution to humanity's situation. Humanity's the solution to humanity's situation is humanity, right? No uh, personal relationships with each other. Yes, that's that's true. I mean, and it's it's our ability to interact and communicate yep. because we have so much in common if we only realized it. Yep. Yeah, I think I got a good feeling, Joe. I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think people are going to start start seeing this, and I'm glad to be a part of that. And I'm I'm glad that you're a part of it too. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. I I appreciate I appreciate. I'm looking forward to to more. I really am. Me too. All right. Take care. Yep. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, head on over to moderndaywizards.org. And if you're wondering how can you be a wizard, well, all you got to do is seek truth and share it.